0: Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman.
1: We would ask you to take your Bibles and turn with us to the book of Luke and the 17th chapter. And I would like to begin reading at verse number 11. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and of Galilee and he entered into a certain village there met him ten men that were lepers which stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said Jesus master have mercy on us and when he saw them he said unto them go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed, but where Are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy ways. Thy faith hath made thee whole. My message comes from verse number seventeen. Where are the nine? If we would have lived in these days. We have known a great more about leprosy. In the Bible times, it was the most feared disease of the world. It was deadly, incurable, and hopeless. So much did the anxious fear it that anyone suspected of having this disease was banished from society. The people in that day believed that curing leprosy was like raising the dead everyone knows about leprosy to some degree it's simply awful no one can recover from leprosy humanly speaking it slowly rots and destroys the body worse and worse and the sad thing that leprosy was so easy to catch. And that's why the priest insists that everyone who has a skin blemish report to them for an examination. The priest would look at the individual that had some kind of a blemish on their skin and if they have raw patches of flesh or white lumps or red marks on their skin, or if they have hair that's discolored, he pronounces them unclean. And that person must go into isolation for seven days and so no one else is in danger of catching the leprosy if that is definitely the problem. It must be very difficult for these people uh wondering for all those days do i really have leprosy wondering if they're ever going to be able to live with their families again but in that day i believe it was fair fair for the rest of the people fair for the families because leprosy is not good leprosy is not good at all. Most times the person does not have leprosy. They go back to the priest after seven days and their blemish is healed over and they are pronounced clean and they're allowed to return to their homes. But for others, for those like the 10 that we read about here in the book of Luke in the 17th chapter, their blemish had worsened the color of their sores is brighter and more of their flesh is infected and they are banished they are declared forever unclean forever unable to live a normal human life forever unable to have human contact unable to bounce their children on their knees, unable to hug their wives or their husbands, unable to do anything that might cause someone else to catch what they have. Who are these people? As Jesus and some of his disciples walked along here in the book of Luke, the 17th chapter, these Ten people are crying, unclean, unclean, unclean. Some of them had rags wrapped around their hands. Others had their feet bundled up in little strips of old cloth. All of them are dressed in tattered and torn clothing that people in their condition were required to wear. There was no mistaking who these ten people were. These ten people who was begging for mercy were lepers. As Jesus enters the village, these men stand afar off, crying for mercy. How did they know who Jesus was? No doubt they had heard rumors floating across the barren countryside this man can heal lepers no doubt they it and then discounted even if he could do such a thing what are the chances that Jesus would ever come into their village but now the word spreads he's here who's here Jesus is here the one that can Heal lepers. He's here. I don't believe it. It's true. Jesus is here. Do you think that he can heal us? I don't know. Let's find out. Amen. Imagine if you can. Living the rest of your days in a camp. And spend all your time with those who are suffering and diseased like you can you imagine that it's just hard to think about not being able to see anyone you love except for a long distance after a while everyone you know would stop coming to see you no one would want to look at you or have anything to do with you no not anyone despite the fact that Your family and your friends claim they love you. They will never hug you. They will never kiss you. They will never touch you. No one that is except for those who are like you. Those whose bodies are twisted and shortened. And those whose bodies are rottening away. They're the only ones that can touch you. In any physical way. Imagine too. Waiting to see. What will happen to you. Waiting to see. If your disease will spread. As it has to others. Taking from you. Your fingers. Your toes. Destroying your mouth. Destroying your nose. Or to die from some infection. But not until you have lingered for several years, suffering this terrible disease of leprosy. Imagine it, waiting, hoping, trying to hope that one in a million chances, hoping that your sores will clear up and that you'll be able to go to the priest and hear the priest say, clean over you to think that you could just be maybe one in a million who could get well. Imagine what it means to have to go around in rags and torn and tattered, never be allowed to comb your hair. Imagine how it feels to have to cry out, unclean, unclean, cover your mouth every time you saw an individual and claim I'm unclean. Whenever you come near a normal person, you're not allowed to get near them. That's what leprosy is all about. No one in their right mind would want to come near an individual in those days who had leprosy. When the lepers spotted Jesus, they began to call him Jesus, Master. Have mercy on us. We read about it in the book of Luke, the 17th chapter and verse number 14. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go show yourselves unto the priest." And it came to pass as they went, they were cleansed. Anyone who is healed of a skin disease is required to be pronounced clean by the priest. And I want you to notice the Bible says, as they went. Not before they went, not after they went, but as they went. That means that when they left to go to the priest, they still had leprosy. When Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest, they still had leprosy as much as they ever had leprosy. How do you suppose they felt when Jesus said unto them, go show yourself to the priest. They were still lepers. They didn't have anything to show the priest that he wanted to see. In fact, the last thing that the priest wanted to see was tin, smelly, Deformed, wretched lepers. I wonder if someone said, why bother? After all, once a leper, always a leper. They were healed as they went, not before, not after, but in fact going, they were healed. Why? Because it was an act of going that was an act of faith. It didn't matter how they felt about it. God honored going in spite of their doubts. Listen to me, friend. Our faith moves mountains when faith moves us. Faith must move us. Some hold the view that says trusting God means letting him do it all but that's not so. People pray, Lord, I need money, but refuse to look for a job. Passive religion uses God as an excuse to do nothing. Listen, if your name is Noah and God told you that it's going to rain, it's all right to pray for an ark, but while you're praying, For an ark, go out and cut down some gopher wood. If your name is David and you find yourself in a valley facing Goliath, it's all right to pray for victory. But while you're praying for victory, pick up some stones and put them on your sling and take dead aim at Goliath's forehead. Trusting God is not sitting back and doing nothing, amen. Some people say, well, I'm trusting God for my salvation. He's gonna keep me, that's right. But he expects you to do some things, amen. It must have been incredible for these 10 lepers. Think of it, after all, they were suffering Then all of a sudden, at the word of a stranger, at the sound of a stranger, their loneliness, their pain, their banishment begin to evaporate. With every step, it must become more and more apparent that they could once again play with their children, hug their wives, walk with their brothers and sisters and relatives to the fields and to the stables and to their homes here we have a whole hospital healed with only one word ten at a time this my friend is a vast miracle the Bible says in verse number 15 and one of them when he saw that he was healed turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. He had a shouting session. Amen. what do he have a shouting session for? He's been healed of leprosy. That's enough to make a person want to shout. He's been living in a remote corner separated from his family, forgotten by his friends, cut off from his own people, and suddenly this terrible, terrible disease just vanishes away, and it's gone. He's whole again, he's healthy, he's clean, and he's no longer an outcast. Where they're not 10, that was cleanse. I want to know this morning, where are the nine? This is a picture of prevalent ingratitude. Nine out of 10 people will probably forget every blessing they ever received from God. In verse 17, Jesus asked two questions. Were there not ten cleansed? The second question, where are the nine? If you listen carefully, you can hear surprise, shock, and most of all, sadness. Jesus wanted to know about the others. Dear friend, ingratitude is a terrible, terrible sin. The most vilest of all sins is listed in the book of Romans the first chapter and along with these vilest of sins you know what else he said? Neither were they thankful I'm telling you friend this is a sin that's prevalent in our day and time in which we're living. Oh the surprise the sadness. Look at the wonderful miracle that Jesus wrought in these nine lives but they didn't even so much as return and say thank you Jesus. I can go home now. I'm cleansed. I'm whole. I can go to my family. I don't have to live in that old nasty dirty camp anymore. Why did they not come back? And say thank you. It's a good question, isn't it? Perhaps they were in a hurry to see the priest. Perhaps they thought Jesus was gone. Perhaps they assumed Jesus knew how grateful they were. Is that your excuse for not praising God and giving God thanks? Well, he knows how grateful I am. Perhaps they were too busy. So where are they now? Where are the nine? They're gone off with their blessing. Gone to see the priest. Gone to see their families. Gone with no word of thanks to Jesus. Here's an amazing fact. Do you look at these ten lepers, they appear to be alike. All ten of them had leprosy. All ten of them were outcasts from society. All were determined to do something about it. All had heard about Jesus and believed that Jesus could heal them. All appealed to him. All obeyed his word and all were healed. On the outside, these ten lepers appear identical. Yet what is the difference? One return nine went on one was grateful nine were not we go through life saying what have you done for me lately lord you ever think that is that what you're thinking this morning doesn't the devil ever bring those thoughts to your mind and the lord replies if only you knew If only you knew what the Lord had done for you lately. We have no idea what all the Lord has done for us this week. If we only knew what God has done for us this year, we'd stand and shout and praise God for what he's done for us. God's been good to us. When we finally look and see what God has done. When finally we count our many blessings and name them one by one. When finally we understand that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. When we finally see that life itself comes gift-wrapped from on high when we understand the grace of God, when we do begin to praise God, then we'll begin to give, to sing, to tell, and we'll begin to serve. Then do we begin to enter the abundant life when we finally learn that we all had leprosy. All of us had leprosy. Yes, sir. I had leprosy. Out in sin, I was unclean. I had that terrible disease of leprosy. And all of you that saved in this audience, you, my friend, had leprosy. You might say, but I've, I've been a good person. I've lived a good moral life, Brother Dishman. I never went out into sin like you did but you still had leprosy. We all had to be cleansed by the same blood, but where are the nine? Where are the nine? We all had leprosy. I wonder in this audience, where are the nine? I wonder how many of us is guilty of the sin of ingratitude. We're not thanking God like we should for the many blessings that he has bestowed upon us. My question to you this morning is, are you living with the nine or living with the one? Far too many of us take our blessings for granted and we groan with the duties that God has given us. But I wanna tell you something, praise is a choice. A thankful heart is a choice you make. Bitterness is a choice people make. Unforgiveness is a choice you choose the way you live. There's so much we need to thank God for. We can thank God for our salvation. I praise God for my salvation. I thank God He saved me. I praise His name this morning that he saw fit to save my wretched soul. And I want to thank him for his mercy before my salvation. I tell you, friend, I could be in hell right now. I could be lost without God in a a devil's hell, in a lost eternity. I'm thankful how his great arms of mercy washed over me. Our song in our Evening Light songbook says, When I thank God the past, I behold how his wide arms of mercy held me. I look back when I was living in sin and going the way of the world and alcohol and drugs. How that God watched over me. How many of those nights and those wee hours of the morning I could have been snatched out into eternity. And rightfully so. But thank God for his mercy. Sinner friend. You owe God praise. Even if you're not saved, you owe God praise because you could have been cut off by now. You could already be lost. God could have given up on you a long time ago, but God's been merciful to you. Where are the nine? How many people come and make professions but don't praise God? Maybe you're here and you feel like I'm one of the nine. I haven't never given God the praise that I should have. I didn't realize that I once had leprosy. I've been cleansed. Lord, I want to give you more praise and glory and honor. Where are the nine?
0: Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life. Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.